Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and a independent financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group. And welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. Our guest is mocking me, but that's okay. With me, as always, I have our lovely co-host, Ms. Tricia Stetzel. Thank you, Colton. It is so amazing to be here today. Listen, we were having so much fun before the show, I, where I think all of us have like this uh, this thing with our face where it really hurts because we've been laughing so hard. Anyway, Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions, and it is my pleasure to have a friend of mine back on the show. The last time we had her on the show, we were talking about her business. This time we're going to talk about her BA hobby. Kristen Day, who owns A Visual Business, is here with us today to talk about her kick butt hobby. And I'm super excited about it. Kristen, welcome to the show. Hey guys, I'm super excited to be here. Looking forward to talking about this content. And we are so glad to have you. This is a very unique topic. And my first question really goes to Trisha. What does BA stand for? No, I'm totally messing with you, Trisha. All right. Bad bleep. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kristen, thanks again for being on the show. I know you know how everything works. Um, And so, really, we had you back because you, besides, you know, your your company, A Visual, which, you know, you do a lot of, um, you know, web design, social media, all that kind of good stuff. You also have this incredible side hustle. It's not really a hustle. It's actually a side hobby. And it's where you shoot handguns. And I think that is so awesome. And I know that you're also a competitor and you've been doing this for how long? Seven years. Is that correct? Actually, competitively, just about four years. Four years. Okay. And I think that is so cool. So really, before we jump into questions about this, um, I would love for you to just quickly give us kind of a, um, just explain why you got into it. What really got you into the field of handgun competition? Well, uh, back in high school, I want to be a cop. And so I started doing that stuff, trying to get ready for being a cop. And then I had kids and a family and we moved and kept shooting target shooting. It was really fun. And then decided, um, you know, my husband brought us down here, found a a good, cool group of women and found out about uh, competitive shooting. And I was like, this just sounds super cool because I'm really good at target shooting, but I want to put it into action. And of course, it's even better for defensiveness, you know, as far as you know, movement maneuvering around a house, you know, the bad guys aren't going to stay still. And I just thought that it would improve my defensive um, pistol skills as well. So, and it's just fun. Absolutely. And the last thing I want you to say before we jump in, the last thing I want you to cover is tell me about kind of your accolades, because I know that you went to the biggest stage with handguns, the worlds. Can you kind of elaborate on that real quick? Yes. So we have an IDPA, which is International Defensive Pistol Association. There's uh, five different tiers of matches, uh, tier one through five, one being your local matches and five being the highest level and that's the world or national competition. And after just three and a half, four years of shooting competitively, I um, went to Worlds last October and for a first time. And by the way, it was pouring rain, both of my two times that I was at the range still did amazingly. 
and I was super proud of my of my achievements. So yeah. And that's why Trisha and I wanted to have her back on the show because not only is she a fantastic social media, web design creator, just all things marketing. She also is pretty successful in her hobby. So that's why we had you on. So Trisha, I'll let you go ahead and take it away now that we've set the stage. Yeah. So um, I started this conversation before the show because Kristen and I met a few months ago and she always talked about, you know, shooting and she had some place to go and she did shooting competitions. And I had in my mind, Kristen with a long gun and clay pigeons, right? I mean, that's just what I pictured. I had no idea until today, Colton, when you showed me that video and Kristen sent over her picture that she was shooting handguns. You guys, I shoot handguns. I have my LTC. I've done all a lot of the things that, you know, people who want to be safe do. And a lot of people carry guns in Texas, I'm just saying. But I had no idea, Kristen, that there was such a thing as a handgun competition. Yes, it's actually huge. There's actually, uh, so there's um, uh, steel competitions. There's USPSA, which is um, United States Practical Shooting Association, IDPA, there was IPSEC. So there's actually a couple of different leagues per se that you can have different shooting disciplines in addition to sporting clays and um, shotgun and three gun as well. But I just preferred to stick with one and be a master at that, no pun intended, because master is my goal for my next level of classification for IDPA. So yeah, and actually funny thing, Trish, you said that you actually thought long gun, but my profile picture is me with a, an AR at a survival course that my husband and I did uh, together. Um, I think it was, yeah, last year. And it's a really cool picture. But other people also say when I'm going shooting this weekend, like I will be tomorrow, they think that I'm going photography shooting. And I was like, I look like... (laughs) They must not be from Texas. That's all I'm saying. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, really? Really? What kind of camera do you have? Yeah, I can do it. And so, and I thought, and I just want to share this totally sidebar, but I I just have to, because I thought it was hilarious. Kristen, tell, tell our listeners what your husband said whenever he got jealous that you were part of a women's uh, shooting club. He wanted to know where the guys group was. And I was like, really, honey? Go to the range. There's your guys club right there. I'm usually 10% or less, if not like the only woman at times at the matches. And right now, not, not all the time, but a lot of times I'm definitely one of five or so. And if it's a larger match, sure, there's probably a good 10% maybe, or, you know, 15 gals, but we're talking a small portion. Thanks Colton for throwing that out there. No, I think it's cool. I think it's cool because you compete with men. Like you, you were, you're, you're up there. I mean, I think that's awesome. So I wasn't trying to call you out. I was just saying like, Hey, women women are, women are tough. We are. And I think it's kind of, and can be intimidating as well for both sides, you know, So women are going into the man's world. There were some air quotes. I know you guys can't see that, but um, man's world to shoot. But not only that, but men, you know, they see us coming in. It's kind of like, ah, it's just another girl. Maybe she's the squad mom, which is the one that runs around with the, you know, the iPad to run the scores or she's not all that great. But we have some amazing shooters in higher level than me, even that are women. And then they don't want to get beat by them. But I think, I think pretty much the shooting community is really pretty awesome and, you know, I mean, best porta potties I've ever seen is on a shooting range. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> what a subject. Best porta potties I've ever seen. So, Kristen, I'm curious, what kind of guns are you shooting? So, 
So I have one gun that I shoot competition, and that is a Smith & Wesson M&P Pro. Um, I do have an M&P, which is my backup gun, and then I have um, a shield, which is my concealed gun. And then, of course, I have some Glocks and other, et cetera. But those, okay. um, sure. M&P Pro is my competition gun. I'm sure she has plenty of guns, Tricia. Uh, I'm not so going what, anywhere near her house. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen, what? All of my friends say, you know what? When the zombie apocalypse comes, we're coming to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. It's like a real world Call of Duty over at your house. So, Kristen, let me ask you this. For somebody who's interested in actually getting into, you know, handgun competition, what would you tell those people? Oh, just to go out there and look for competitions. I mean, you can look up IDPA, you can look up uh, USPSA, or maybe even Steel Challenge, find their website, and there's usually ways to find local matches. Um, there's an app that we usually keep all of our scores on. It's called Practice Score. So it's like Practice Score. Um, and that's where we search for our matches as well, um, local and higher level. So I guess it just depends on where you live, um, how prominent the, the, the shooting community is. I've heard from other competitors that there's just a lot more down here. I mean, we even have quite a bit in uh, the other um, areas of Houston. Um, it's not really local. Like tomorrow, my match is in Conroe. So that's a good hour drive. Fortunately, it's not on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night because I have gone up there for those and those become an hour and a half one-way trip. Um, but when you need practice for a big match, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But some people I've heard at least an hour you know, to go to a, just a range. So I guess it just depends on where you live and what's available. So we're pretty lucky. You came, you moved here from Georgia, right? If I remember, right. Where Virginia. were you? Virginia. I'm sorry. So were you in, were you in a club in Virginia as well? Not until you got to Texas. Right. I just started, I just went to a local range. There was a range that was probably what, two miles down the, the street from me. Didn't really know of any and when I moved down here, I became a business owner. And so I was joining networking groups and a gal who's a travel agent said, hey, Kristen, you should check out. They're having this open house at a local gun range where like vendors for MLMs or small business owners that are women. And it was called um, Divas on the Prowl. So it was basically at a gun range, all divas, women who own businesses. And I went and I found out about a local girls club and kind of joined it and then kept shooting there and of course, you know, target shooting and somebody had said, hey, you should check out some competition, so. And, and so let me ask you, just so I can ask a generational question here, um, what, what is the primary generation that you see at gun ranges? Is it, is it more younger folk? Is it more people, you know, in their 40s, 50s? If you, I know you probably are guessing, but. Look on my face, yeah. There's uh, quite a good range. I, I'm gonna say probably the older generation because Again, remember, this is more of the good old boys, uh, the, the men. So there's like at the local range that we go to, there's a lot more older men there. Um, but there are some younger guys that are coming in, might be um, post-military or something like that. But I think it's, it's a good spread. I, I like seeing younger people come in. There's, there's like dads that might bring their kids in, um, meaning older kids, not like 12, but, you know, 16 and stuff. And they start competing there was a young kid who just turned 21 at the local Monday night match that I used to go to. He's been coming with his dad for years. So, and he's a great shooter. Mm. All right. So I want to know how the competition works. Cause I saw the video and you're mm -hmm. like laying on the ground and running up to a table and running back. And it, it looks like there's, it's still target shooting, but you're actually doing some kind of activity. So can you describe that? 
So basically you're on the clock. So that's why you, you don't want to walk um, and you have to do it quickly, but you need to be accurately. And so you obviously you're hitting a target. Sometimes there's moving targets. Sometimes there's steel targets that drop, um, but you're having um, to hit them in tactical priority, which I'm sure you're familiar with Tricia. Um, and then there's certain rules of things you can do when you can reload, how you can expose yourself um, as far as to the target before you have to shoot them in what order. Um, and then your points um, are on the target, depending on, again, IDPA, USPSA, et cetera, determines how many points you get down. So gets added to your score, basically. So if, if you hit all zeros for IDPA, then you would be raw score is your total score. But if you like hit three down, you know, or one down on three different targets, that's three down. So additional three seconds to your raw score. So and then you're competing against basically everybody there, but there's different classifications and divisions based on types of guns because I have a stock pistol and somebody else might have a carry optics. So we're all competing together um, per se, but we don't have to when the scores line up and the, and the plaques get given out or awards, it's not, you're not competing against that person who has a carry optic or a race gun or, you know, uh, all these fancy schmancy stuff. So I'm not competing with my $600 gun against somebody who's got $3,000 for, for wood is what they call them when you win plaques. Okay. <laughs> that, so I, here's what I have to say about that. If there are any women listening to this podcast that are interested in shooting, uh, Kristen is your gal. Like she's got this stuff down. So Kristen, how often do you practice? Well, because of this COVID stuff, a lot of my matches, I had one supposed to go to in Maryland, a um, um, couple of different ones across the United States that I was planning on going to, but all got canceled. So um, I was practicing dry fire um, every day and then going to a local match at least twice a month um, um, in, indoors an outside match um, once a month. So usually at least three live fire actions and usually what, 20 days of dry fire. It's been a little lax because I kind of been feeling unmotivated and I haven't had a lot of, you know, time to practice for. And the season is actually usually around March to October. So now I've got a match um, out of town, um, East Texas on the 10th and another one on the 24th in Mississippi. And that's kind of the rounding up of the season. Um, so like I'm ramping up to finish the season, but I'll be gearing up for next year and trying to plan it out. Hopefully all things go well with that. Right. And so, and let me ask you this, this last question before I get to my silly one. Why, why handguns, you know, over, you know, an AR or any other type of, of gun? Well, it was just the first one that I think that I was really honestly exposed to. And I just really loved it and I was good at it. And, you know, you do things that you love um, that you're good at. I mean, I've done some, you know, foundation type, you know, fundraisers, uh, skeet and plays and that, I mean, it's fine. It's a different sport. So it's definitely something that you have to practice differently. And I was like, I don't want to mess up my mojo for that. So. Right. All right. Well then now on to the totally off the wall question. I know you're familiar with this. Um, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know? Colton. Are you That's a fact? Colton. Colton's not a fact. What is the most ridiculous <laughs> fact that you have in your brain? He was. <laughs> ridiculous fact. I don't know. I want another question. You over. Cool. I love it. And that is exactly okay, what that... I would expect from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last, last one was what's your favorite Disney princess? Oh, Xenon. Well, that's not a Disney princess. Sorry, Xena. Whatever guys. Sorry. I'm not as old as you. That was hey Colton, I think you should Excuse ask me. her the grass question. 
The grass question? Okay, I yeah. do like that one. All right, so they're very thought-provoking. Uh, Kristen Day, tell me, if you were able to replace all the grass in the world with something, what would you replace the grass with? I'm going to be swimming and margaritas. <laughs> wow. Margaritas. Okay. I mean, she loves cool her margaritas. I'm just looking out my window right now and I can, I can get pretty blasted for days with all that grass out there. So probably not a safe idea. I, so Colton and I decided earlier we would pick Cheetos. We'd pick Cheetos. Ooh. Yeah. If you need that like a little, first. that's what I'm saying. Well, careful. You don't know how, you don't know how shallow it is. So you don't want to, yeah, you want to be careful. Put your foot in first in another area. Cause you don't want to put your foot <laughs> Don't eat around your feet. <laughs> yeah. It's yikes. And we, yeah, you know, we, we probably need to think about this one better because I don't think I want anyone's feet at all or any part of their body in my Cheetos when I'm walking by. Yeah, it's probably dangerous. <laughs> health health code violation for sure. Anyway. Margarita's better because you're killing the germs with the tequila. <laughs> that must be it. All right. So, you guys, uh, we already know from prior um, <clears throat> podcast, the generation that Kristen belongs to. And this was not necessarily a generational talk, but it certainly gives light to people, women who are professionals in business can also have some pretty cool hobbies, right? And I think Colton and I uh, decided a couple of weeks ago that we've met so many great business owners that do some really kick bleep stuff out there that we wanted to have them back on the show. So Kristen, thank you so much for, Colton, are you laughing at me? <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. Again, I would love for you, if people are, um, if they have questions, if you're open to them reaching out to you uh, to ask about maybe being part of the shooting club or happen to be interested in um, finding out more, if you wouldn't mind sharing your contact information. Yes. And actually the best place to find me would be going to my Facebook page. And that is facebook.com slash K 10 legs for Chris 10. So K one zero L E G S. Cause I'm all legs. <laughs> However, <laughs> I wanted to give one parting thought and that's the, about the gender thing. Um, um, not only the gender thing, but the considering that women learn about guns differently than men do, especially handguns. And we have different obstacles that are in the way. And um, we also don't have the upper body strength. So sometimes ladies get frustrated when their husbands, especially, are either teaching them how to shoot or saying, here, shoot this gun, because guys sometimes are raised around guns and just things come naturally to them because it's more of a male-dominant sport. There's a reason. So ladies, um, don't give up. Don't get frustrated. There's women out there that can um, help and teach, and we can do so safely as well, just as well. And I'm all about gun safety. Um, and it's a perishable skill. So you don't, you don't shoot on a regular basis. So anybody who's got their LTC or any license to carry handguns, whatever it is, or if you're having, you have a, a gun on your nightstand and you don't have your LTC, but you keep that gun on your nightstand for protection, make sure that you know how to use it without having to think because those bad guys are not going to wait at the door for you to, um, oh, wait, let me rock the slide. Let me get my safety off. Oh, shoot, malfunction. Let me fix that before you come in and do something. So you need to be able to do things. And um, that's why competition is, is super awesome because then you can um, learn how to do things on the clock 
um, when your brain's not thinking it's, you know, your subconscious. Well, you're so. using the skill and you're also using the weapon, right? A weapon that sits around is not a good weapon, you know, 10 years from now, if it's not being used, right? Yes. <clears throat> it needs to be used. So yeah, that I really uh, appreciate that because it's true. Uh, women are not as naturally good. And uh, even as, as you were describing, kind of even holding a weapon, right? It is different for women and being taught by a woman would be a great experience. So you can find Kristen on Facebook. It's the best way to connect with her. We'll be sure and put that in the show notes as well as in the comments when uh, we get this posted to Facebook. Colton, any parting words from you, my friend? No, it's, it's just great to have Kristen back on the, uh, on the podcast. Always good seeing her. Yes, we love her. And our faces hurt only because we've been laughing so much. It's a good hurt. It's a good it hurt. is a good hurt. All right. This concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.